Welcome back to the Vision Lab Podcast. We are in part two with Jason Elias. So we're, we're just going to jump straight into it. Um, if you haven't heard part one, uh, we gave a lot of background on Jason, uh, what he's done and, and what the Dawn is all about. Now we're going to get really deep into what the Dawn actually means. Y'all check it out. So we're in this beautiful topic, right? And and I felt like it was appropriate to, to break this up into two parts. And here's the reason why. All three of us, and then four, if you include Adam, right, we're men. And Mo, you know my sentiment on this. Men have gotten really, really weak. I think soft is the word you like to use. Soft, meek, weak, uh, meager however you want to say it, right? And it's not a disrespectful saying, but I want to see men be men again, right? And and that's ultimately, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Jason, or, 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 or for the brand. So mm. cor- please, and I, I mean this with all sincerity, like mm. correct me if I'm wrong, but like we got to get back to being men, you know? And, and, and I love this topic, right? Um, with with the dawn, right? We're we're talking about how you know authority versus responsibility, mm-hmm. or, or better 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 put, responsibility versus authority. Uh, so many of us, and even myself, I'm going to raise my hand and say that I, I fell into this uh, this category. Well, I wanted the authority, but I hadn't even earned the responsibility. You know, you 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 kind of gave a, an anecdote on, you know, I'm not I'm not repeating myself three or four times or or beyond three times anymore, right? Like, I want you, Jason, to kind of talk to the young man because sure. that's ultimately maybe that's where how we should frame this, right? Like, who who who's your target audience? Right, right. Well, that makes a lot of sense, and and. I don't disagree with anything you just said. I think that the the generation of men is definitely different than it was years ago. And that's one of the reasons why we're developing Don, we're building Don, to give an opportunity for young men to learn a lot of the skills uh, behind what it takes to be what we call a modern-day Don. And the idea behind that is what are the cap- what are the things that men should be capable of doing? What are the responsibilities that they should be taking? Taking responsibility, which will then earn authority in whatever sector it is. Yeah. Are you taking the responsibility within your household to protect and provide? Are you taking the responsibility within your community? Are you taking the responsibility to learn how to be a great father, to learn how to be a great family man, to learn how to handle your finances in the right way, to learn how to handle fitness the right way so that you're in the best physical possible shape in order to do the other components? Uh, Harnessing those which we call the Fs 
so you can give an F about your life. Yeah. Fashion, I fitness, love this. fatherhood, uh, family, uh, finances. Are you, are you harnessing those Fs that you really give an F about your life? So to the young men watching this, I really ask you, I really challenge you, more so challenge you to look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself whether or not you're harnessing the Fs of your life. Do you give an F about your life? Are you earning the responsibility in your life? Are you earning the responsibility of those of those uh, around you? Are you earning the respect and are you earning the authority by taking the responsibility? Can, can I can I be real on the show for a second? Come on, man. I'm a phony. I know you're going somewhere with this. Proceed. Okay. I'm a phony. I'm a fraud. I'm fake. Um, I thought that I was a man in my family. I thought that I earned the authority. I thought that I earned the right to say, this is where the ship is going. And I hadn't. Visionaries, young men, older men, I don't care who you are, where you are in your age, um, it doesn't stop. No. I, I think that a lot of times you, you reach a pinnacle, you reach a certain level of success, and you feel like, okay, and now I am the dawn. Mm -hmm. And you did earn it. Mm -hmm. That's only the first part. And that's the easy part, if we're being honest, right? The hard part is the sustainability about that, sure. right? Yeah. Um, and, and I was that's why I'm a phony, and I'm a fake, and I'm a fraud. I, I, I earned it by all accounts. Everything that we've talked about. Mm hmm I didn't sustain it. Well, so an interesting way to, you know, again, it's it's very interesting to hear someone look in the mirror and be able to kind of frame that. Of oh, we keep it real. Lives. Absolutely. And part of that may, makes me think of a metaphor. I didn't come up with this, which is that life is, is, is a, it's like a video game. Like if you played video games growing up and there's just different levels. And how many of us are just playing life on easy? And we're beating level one Mario Kart. <laughs> over and over you're again. You're not even talking to this yes. <laughs> to these young people. I mean, no, 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 we know, we know. We know Mario Kart. We understand. Right. Whatever the video game is now. Right? <laughs> right. Are you playing life on easy mode? Are you earning responsibility? Are you playing basketball around eighth graders? Simply, simply put you out here dunking on the on no, the on the eight foot rim. Well mm -hmm. simply put, there's levels to this. You know? And, and that that that's a huge nugget right there, Jason, because you're thinking, not you as, as Jason, but, but you know, as, as what you believe to be the dawn of your life, right? I've made it, and I'm on level one, level two, level three, but there's, like, way more levels than that, my boy. There are unlimited levels. You know what I'm saying? Right. Unlimited and so, levels. So I you're walking around with completely. this bravado, sure. this confidence, this swag, arrogance, whatever you want to call it, right? But there's another level to it, and that's why I say, and I and I I, I want to be authentic to to our audience, right? Um, I failed at that in my marriage. I failed at that as a father. Um, I can 
pick those pieces back up, learn from our mistakes, and, and move forward. Like we're we're not like broken, so to speak. Um, but I think that's important about being a Don mm-hmm. is recognizing that there are levels to this, Come as Drake said, and and. Yeah, you achieved it at level one, two, three, four, five, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it continues because Completely. the further that you go, the farther that you're able to bring your family, your lineage, those that you love and care about. Um, I, I think that, that as men, and I wanted to do a second um, episode with Jason because I think it's important for men to understand that just because you kind of feel like you got it doesn't mean that that's the end. You know what I mean? Doesn't mean that that's the end of the road or end of the ball game or end of the what you're trying to accomplish. Like you, you got to continue to grow, continue to learn, continue to press, mm-hmm. and that's what a don is, sure. right? And, and that's ex- you're exactly right, and that's part of the thought process in us creating this community. Right. And, and we're all in a very similar boat where we're continuing to build ourselves into the men that we're capable of being. That's when we go back into capable. And are we reaching right an episode in the first episode we did? We talked about the word reach and we talked about why I use the acronym of reacher. Am I reaching every day to be the best man that I'm that's possible? And, so and it, it's interesting is that are you really reaching to continue or are you content? And to be content means that you may stay at a certain place or you're continually reaching and striving to become the better man. That's the idea behind what it is that we're building within Modern Day Don. And it is to bring these ideas for young men to be able to emulate, to be able to learn from, to be able to say, what are the things that I could, would, and should be learning to make myself the most capable version that I'm destined to be? And that, that's what I wanted the young men to understand. That at forty plus year, forty plus years old, doesn't mean that you have it figured out. Oh, not at all. You don't, you never have it quote figured out. Now. But, you but, can but master a, lot, a couple of but things. But think about so we're all relatively around the same age, right? Okay, you looked at your father, all of us, mm-hmm. right? We grew up with our fathers. When you looked up at him at eight years old, Dad's got it figured out. But the reality of it is, he probably didn't. But that probably was not communicated to you, nor should it, should it have been, right? Just like you're not going to communicate with your child when you have kids, mm-hmm. nor would I, right? Like they they don't they don't need to know that. But they can't handle it either. No, right? Like it's it's not for them to know at that particular point, right? But but young men that are entering into true manhood right. need to understand. Listen, you're not alone. Your thoughts are not um, off kilter. You're not the only one. Like, seek counsel. You know what I mean? Like, meet people like Jason. Mm -hmm. And we had an intimate conversation, right, Uh, uh, about all of this. Mm -hmm. And and, and that is is a cool part about being a man. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. But but it, but we've lost our way. We've lost the ability to connect. And this and I'm going to put this on on our generation, maybe the generation before us as well. But I'll speak for our generation. We don't reach back as often as we should, to the degree that we should, mm-hmm. and have the conversations that we right. should 
with the younger generation. Well, and part of our development as men, I think, is really a three-pronged approach, is that how are we communicating and investing time with men further on in a different chapter of their lives? Yes. How are we interacting on a brotherhood level with men writing similar chapters as to us? And then how are we leveraging our knowledge and wisdom that we've learned through the years for, for young men that are on chapter one, chapter two, chapter three? So I agree with you completely. And the thought is, is how are we communicating that? And how are we then using the tools like something like this to be able to bring those messages out? And that's why with, with Don, we talk about a movement in that this is not about me thinking I have it all figured out. I resonate with that a lot and saying, listen, I don't have it all figured out. I continue to work every day. But the man I am, I am today, I've built through a lot of mistakes, a lot of wounds, a lot of seared scars, while at the same time tried to learn from those and continue to be a better man. And if I continue to do that every day with this community we're building of men that are striving to be a Don of their lives, their lives, not everyone else's life, not the Don of my life, not the Don of your life. Say, say, say that, yeah, sure. that that's so that's so important sure. because we live in a social media age. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And, and you're constantly looking to the left and to the right. Sure. Did my post get enough likes or, right. or whatever it is? So so I want you to say that again in terms of how important it is that you're doing it for your life. Mm -hmm. This is uh, completely agree. This is about for the young men watching about deciding what it is that they need to be successful in their lives. This is about the similar metaphor of a chessboard. A man is the king of his own chessboard. And what that means is that on other people's chessboards, we can be other pieces, but you are the king of your own board. Mm. And if you resonate the word Don with the word king, go right ahead. And what's the most what's the most powerful piece on the chessboard? What piece can move around the most? The queen. Which is why it's so important as you're talking about marriage and you're talking about opportunities, how important that is to have the right queen on your board. Now, who else is on your board? The knights. Right, who are your knights? The knights are, feels like you guys are knights on each other's boards, right? Mo, you're not the king on his board. He's not the king on your board. You're knights on each other's boards. Any of our mentors, our mentors are rooks, rooks and bishops on the sides of, of the board where we go to because they're in the castle on the very end. And if you play chess, you can also castle your king. You can move your king, slide your king, and castle your king to give you extra protection. And the idea of pawns or other people that are in our lives that do strategically want us to succeed. I'm the pawn on many people's boards because I want them to win their game of life. So I'm more than happy, more than happy to be a pawn on someone else's board if it helps them in their game. But I won't try and be the king on someone else's board. Don't try and be the king on my board. I will very easily and, and I will welcome being a knight a bishop, a rook, or a pawn, but I will not try and be your king unless you are within my stewardship, of which I'm then responsible for what is happening on my board. If that happens, without the king, there is no board. This is about young men taking the responsibility, understanding that the game of life is the game of chess, the queen that you choose is one of the biggest and most important decisions you could possibly make. That it is. Your knights on your board Facts. are the ones that are going to protect you when you're getting attacked because you will get attacked. Your rooks and your bishops you can go to for counsel 
and the pawns that are on your board want you to win, and there are times you have to sacrifice the bishop, you got to sacrifice the pawn, and there are times, unfortunately, where the queen is also sacrificed. Albeit at our decision for good or bad, whether or not it's our decision or not, sometimes the queen is not on the board, and we have to say, how do I continue to play this game with what I have on the board at this moment? Man, that that is... Can I cuss for a second? It's our show. We don't that is it. fucking deep. We don't answer anybody. We can say what we want to say. And, and, and if you're not paying attention, please hit the rewind button. Um, that was one of the best, if not the best, analogies. That's a real. That we ever had. 100%. 100%. It's the truth, though, man. Like I mean, you know... it. I made one heck of a move last year, and you know, all twenty-two. What I tell you is, like, I'm swimming in uncharted territory, and you know, I'm 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 out there in in, in a certain sp- space. I'm sure you can agree. Like, you know, greatness is a lot of times found on the edge. Like, if you're trying to go catch catch the the biggest fish, or you know, fishing where everyone else is fishing, eh? But you go out to where other people ain't willing to go, you'd be surprised what you put in the boat. You know what's interesting about what you just said? If you fish where everybody else is fishing, you're going to get what everybody else is getting. I'm telling you. Yeah. It was a great book called Blue Ocean Strategy, a business strategy book. The, the red, what, red, blue, and purple? Yeah. And the red, blue, yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when you look at it is that if you're in a red ocean, there's a lot of competition. A lot of people are fighting for the same fish. It's daunting to say, I'm going to pull up my anchor, and I'm going to forge into the sea, and I'm going to find my treasure. I'm going to find what's meant for me. And I'm going to attack it. And that was part of me making the decision to come to Texas where I said, I'm not the king of my board. I don't even have a board. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't have – and your, your children can also be on that board. And you're also – your responsibility is to win that game as best as possible. But it's naive to think that anyone else is playing the game of life by different rules. That's what's so brilliant about the game of chess. So, so here's what we're about to do, okay? Because, uh, Mo, you know – I'm all about trying to make this make sense for our visionaries. Jason, you just, you hit a major nail on the head. I want you to look at your camera, and I want you to talk to our visionaries and explain to the young men mm-hmm. or the older men. Sure. I, I don't, I don't want um, to box, box anybody sure. in. This is a conversation for men. Sure. Let's just let's just put that out there. Part two, visionaries, you're watching me right now. This is a conversation for men. Right. Women, share it with your husbands, boyfriends, or whatever. All right, listen, you might learn something about your husbands. Jason, I want you to talk to to the men that are out there. Right, um, we, we've had a, a a conversation about chess and and moving pieces and th- things along this nature, um, and now we're at this point where. I'm 45. I'm 25, right? So you're going to have to speak to both people, mm. both both age groups, if you will. Mm. How do they develop the skill sets, knowledge? Um, how do they create their chessboard? Right, right. Um, and I want you to look at the camera and sure. speak to them. Uh, I'll go right here. So um, to the young men watching, this is really about what chapter or where you are in your lives. Deciding where you are in your life, first of all, deciding where it is that you want to go. That is by far most important. If you're in a car, you, your GPS cannot recalculate if you haven't put an address of where you want to go. Ooh. That's number one. What is your GPS to success? 
Where are you recalculating? When it's telling you to recalculate, are you listening? I don't know. How many times have you made a wrong turn? It's ble it's beeping, whether it's your faith, whether it's God, whether it's the universe that's telling you you made a wrong turn. Where are you not listening? That's extremely important. Whether you're 15, 25, 35, or 45, we all know that voice. We, we've all heard that we're on the wrong path, and we've all ignored it. And we've all continued down a certain path, and we've all turned up the music in the car because we didn't want to hear the GPS to tell us that we were going down the wrong road. And you know what I'm talking about. The first decision to make is where you want to go. Your, your GPS cannot recalculate unless you put a destination in first. You have to decide as a man who you want to be. That is number one. When you decide who it is you want to be, then you can come up with the characteristics that that man possesses. When you understand what characteristics that man possesses, you can now go down the path of understanding how you accumulate those same characteristics and skills. At that point, you can then break down based on the skills, the capabilities, and the knowledge that a man like that possesses, and now you got to get to work. Now you need to earn it. Now you need to take responsibility. Now you need to look yourself in the mirror and say, where have I not been taking responsibility? Where can I take responsibility? Where can I earn responsibility? By taking responsibility, you will then earn the authority of your own life. You will earn the authority of leadership of your family. You will earn the authority of leadership in your, in your uh, uh, course of work. And at that point, then power can come. But at the same time, unless you take responsibility by putting in the destination of where you want to go and by getting to work based on the characteristics, skill sets, and knowledge that you need to be that man, and at that point, you'll reach your destination. Absolutely love it. Absolutely fucking love it. Um, there's a lot to dissect, but I'm only going to uh, pull two parts from it. I, 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 I need people to understand. I need our men to understand. And I want you to communicate and talk about this. The second part of our, our show is called, you know, lab, like vision lab, right? Men need to understand that there may be a pause button in this game of life, right? Or a reset button depending on where you are in your life. In your, in your life. Um, what, what do we need to do mm. to get into our labs? And, and, and more importantly, what distractions do we need to keep at bay? Ooh, that's a great, that's you know, a, well, see, you, you, the one word I'm leading you down <laughs> was the word distractions. Yeah. Right? I mean, and I'm, and I'm leading you intentionally. Completely. completely. And, and, it, there are, there are a lot of things that we can consume. Social media is walking into a grocery store and they know what aisle will give you the most attention. <laughs> and we all know what's most nutritious for us in the grocery store. The green yeah. stuff. But we may be leaning towards somewhere else. Yeah, we're going to we're going to the fast food Everything part with Lululemon. That could uh, be possible, right? Uh, athletic wear, mm. right? <laughs> Which could be that could be the distraction. Hundred, so it is a distraction. That could media be. Is a grocery store of 
items that we can ingest as Ooh, people. I got a challenge for you real okay. quick. And I don't mean to throw you off kilter. Ribeye. Yep. <laughs> can we call it the Vision Kitchen for this episode? Can we just change? Can we just change it? I'm getting hungry. We'll just call it the Vision hey, Kitchen. We'll get some food. Yeah. All right, check this out. We know where to go now. Is social media more of a, of a distraction or women? Well, I think what we've done is I think that uh, social media has amplified the distraction that women could potentially be to a man. Okay. Because I think what happened is that our nature within us as uh, within the nature of wanting to be with women and the attraction with women, now social media has made that completely uh, accessible at the touch of a, of a button. The same way, why does a person need to learn how to cook when they can Uber eat? The same as with social media when it comes to attraction, when it comes to sexual gratification. It's made of the accessibility to a lot of the physical pleasures much easier as the way Uber Eats has made it much easier to just get food in within 10 minutes. Why do you need to learn That's how good. to cook? Why do you need to learn how to prepare food? Why do you need to learn the nutritional value? Why do you need how to court a woman? Why do you need to understand what it means to be able to earn a great relationship when you can just go ahead and order another meal? Damn, that's so good. Damn, that's good. That's the part where they like the, just the way our society is geared. Like we're, we're, so, we're so geared and dependent on our precious convenience. Mm. We're so Come our, on, our precious convenience, and it's like, yes, you know, te technology and, and the way we do business as a as a society or what, like you know, we don't we don't have time for 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 horse drawn carriages and carrier pigeons and Pony Express, right? But to his point, you know, okay, you're a dude, you know, you don't you live by yourself, you can't live off of Uber Eats, like you need to learn how to be able to feed yourself, like by actually going to the damn grocery store. And picking out the actual right foods versus just we reach all the damn time. You look up and it's like, okay, now I want to buy a house. Well, I can't do that because my credit sucks or my DTI is out, out of whack because oh, I don't I have any money anymore. I don't have any money because <laughs> I've literally spent every free dollar on Uber Eats and Instacart and everything else. Like, right. And, and it's a vicious cycle. That's a great point. And, and then it goes down to the fact of whether or not technology has been sold to us. And maybe, again, we're not going conspiracy theory, maybe it's rightfully so. But it's been sold to us as making our lives better. But in actuality, is it just making our lives easier? If you if you fall fall victim to it, it becomes a handicap. Agreed. And if it what was designed to make our lives or sold to us as make our lives better, but in actuality, it made our lives easier, which made us weaker as men or as individuals to be able to say, I now don't need to learn how to do that. There's a lot of maybe young men and women right now where if we actually handed them a pen and paper and asked them to spell words, they've grown up with spell check. I'll do you one better. We're of the age where we learn how to write checks. Right. Now it's cash app. Venmo, uh, what's the other one? Zelle or Cash App. Yeah. <laughs> right. People write checks or a wire. So then you look at like our kids, not my kids, mine's not old enough yet, but they, they buy, you know, was it, uh, what's the big video game that everybody plays? Uh, Xbox. Not Xbox. Uh, you know you can't. You, you can't look you at. You know, me. right? It'll it'll come to me. Said, but anyway, like these kids spend money on these apps because they they don't deal with hard currency. Right. They don't touch my. Everything's digital. Right. So the value of a dollar, they don't really understand the value of a dollar because they didn't actually have to work to touch that dollar. It's just a 
point, click, and send. Right. And so it's again, it's a handicap. Yeah, the technology is cool. Like I can go buy this app here, blah blah. blah. But you don't that, that that generation behind us, they don't really understand the value of a hard earned dollar. They so don't. so I, I think you bring up a, a huge valid point. What's your uh, positioning? Mm-hmm. Fortnite is what I was thinking about. Okay, there you Fortnite. Go. Mm-hmm. What what what's your positioning is the is the dawn, mm-hmm. and, and it's a regal man mm-hmm. who protects, provides. For his his loved ones in mm-hmm. his community, he ser- he's a servant leader, mm-hmm. right? Let's take what Mo just said. Mm-hmm. That is a massive challenge to the Don. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna put you on the spot. Sure. And this is you know we're yep. recording, but it's live. Like right. we 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 do one take. We're one take Jakes over right, here, right? Right, right, right. We've done this for a minute. Yeah. Um. I'm I'm curious as you do a kind of a SWOT analysis of the industry at large, Mm -hmm. right? That is a massive undertaking challenge that's in front of you. Mm -hmm. How does the Don, as a brand, as Mm -hmm. an entity, as a movement, Mm -hmm. tackle what we're dealing with from a social media perspective? Mm Because there are no more. You grew up in what seventeen? What is it? Sixteen oh nine? Sixteen seventy? Sixteen seventy? You grew up on sixteen seventy. Mm. Ain't no more stories. Right. The stories are in our our feeds. Sure, sure. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I can scroll from Bobby, Johnny, Marissa, so mm. on and so forth. Um, stories aren't being told anymore. Mm. So, so the, your challenge to bring the man, the bravado, that the. the 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 one that that is going to provide protect for for his constituents right mm-hmm. um how are you facing that like what what yeah. is your 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 plan of attack uh, if, if that's a yeah. i'm gonna use that word loosely attack right. no, i get it i get it completely and this goes back to the one word that we talked about a lot which is responsibility and it then take we take on the responsibility to understand what the tools are at hand we have to take on the responsibility to say it's not the survival of the fittest, it's the survival of who can adapt the best. We have to put ourselves in a position that we're the most adaptable to survive. It's not about being the strongest oak tree, it's about being the oak tree that can survive the storm. We're going through a storm through as a country, we're going through a storm as a people, we're going through a storm as a species. The question is not whether or not I think I can take on social media, which I cannot. The question is not whether or not we can take on all of the challenges that your children have to face. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, are you taking the responsibility to be able to face that obstacle when it comes? Because it is coming. It's not going to be the responsibility or blaming the storm. It's going to be about saying, am I responsible? Am I capable to be able to protect and provide my children, let's say, with the information and knowledge that they need to survive in another um, for their generation? They have a different set of challenges than we did growing up. It's not going to change. 
but we need to take that responsibility. I think there are a lot of parents, again, don't know the situations with your children, so in no way, shape, or form is this pointing any finger, but there are a lot of parents out there who are giving the responsibility to schools, giving the responsibility to social media, giving responsibility to the media to raise their children. Then they want to under, then they want to ask why their children are walking, talking, dancing, saying things that they're saying, when you ask yourself, well, who's had the responsibility of raising the children? If they've given some of that responsibility away because it was easier, then they have to look in the mirror. So I think this comes down to, to kind of circle back around with your question is it's all about taking responsibility, looking at the chessboard that we currently live on and making the best move and the best decision for yourself and for your family. Will it be easy? No. Can it be done? Yes. Hasn't been done? Yes. But what it's about is how do you become the best chess player you possibly can by making yourself the most competent, um, congruent, capable man possible. There's a big difference between confidence and competence. I, I think the the additional word that should be implemented is you got to be committed. Ooh. I agree. Ultimately, like social media and and technology combined it's a massive force the dawn and this is no disrespect mm -hmm. the dawn or anything any other entity out there cannot um stop it you better be able to learn how to adapt and and operate within it i agree with you yeah you know what i mean i agree with you and so you have to be committed to the vision right to the vision of what i want to see happen and being a a stand up man or and i, I don't know if the don is um female mm -hmm. or not but but you got to be a stand up male or stand up female mm -hmm. like and and have the idea of this is where i want the trajectory of my family mm -hmm. and my lineage to go similar to the 50s 60s 70s 80s 90s right prior to 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 uh to social media but and that's going to be your ultimate not you as in the dawn but like that's going to be the ultimate challenge for for people that represent the dawn right you got to be committed to fostering the relationship i think that's that's super key right um you you talked about uh uh parents and and kids you can't let Fortnite, you know, make the decisions for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I, mm. I, I'm not a gamer, so I don't know right. if I said that the right, right way. Right now, they're mine, so I yeah. wouldn't be able, I wouldn't be but, able to. But, but you have to be uh, supplanted in your child's life, right? you got to be able to say, hey, look, I'm committed to being a Don, and I'm hoping Don is universal, mm. right? Um, and, and I'm committed to making sure that my child or children have the ability to be successful based off of the principles that I'm instilling in them, right? If that is the case, then your social media um, abominable snowman is not going to be able to overtake you, right? Because, and, and that's what we're looking for, right? We're looking for this army of of people that are instilling into their kids and still into the, into the next generation that these are our core principles. 
True. This is what we're going to go by. Now, we're going to work within the means of what we have in 2023 and moving forward. However, they're core principles. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Core principles, core values. Core values. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. And those have to be there. And whether or not a, a an individual decides where they want to go, right? And if they decide where they want to go, then then yeah. what they'll say is it leads back to what we were saying before with the GPS. What's the vision, right? And what is your vision of your life? What's the vision of that that, that it looks like? And then you got to get in the lab. You got to get in the kitchen. You got to get Come cooking, on with it, right? baby. So it's the same metaphor. We're, yeah. we're speaking the same language, yes, which sir. is fantastic. Yes, sir. Which is to say, what's the vision? Figure that out. Punch it into your GPS and recalculate along the way. And S figure it out from there so obviously with this being the vision lab right and, and, and he said a, a buzzword which you know we we, we smiled and mm -hmm. went ear to ear mm -hmm. um i think it's time to land the plane mo it is before we do that where can people get in contact with you from a social media standpoint and then obviously we have these beautiful hats here you know what are the social media I say channels. I really want one. I want that red hat. The red for, one that got for the brand. The dog. <laughs> like, how can they? How can they get some of the merch? Like, how? By sure. all means, the doors open. Sure. So, uh, my own personal Instagram is Jason Elias underscore official, and for Modern Day Don, it's moderndaydon.com and uh, moderndaydon underscore official. Okay. That's going to be the handles on uh, Instagram. Twitter and then via the website and the merch is, is going to start to trickle out and the idea behind the merch is being able to um, have men with the same ideologies have people with the same ideologies to say okay like you understand the Don concept right it's about understanding that you have a vision for your life you have a vision of the person you want to become and you're going after it every day to be to make that vision a reality you're in the lab actively working on your vision right if a person can say that you know they want a certain meal to come out but they never go to go, go to the grocery store they never learn how to cook they don't have the right uh a knife set at home they don't even know how to they work a no damn place. can opener they don't know how to work a can opener <laughs> they don't know how to work the oven and but they want to say that that's the life that they want to cook up well you need to learn what it takes if that's the meal you want to cook. But first and foremost, you have to decide. Do you want to make sushi? Do you want to make steak? What is it that you want to make? You need to have a vision of what that meal looks like. Then you got to get in the kitchen. You got to get in the lab. The same with music, right? When they, with music, they say getting in the lab. But if you don't know what you want that song to sound like, then nothing will ever come to fruition yeah, so that's good. you know what we have here within some of our hats that we're getting started is going to say look if what if some of the ideas that we've shared with you today resonate with you if some of the ideas of what it is that we're trying to do to instill um, in young men particularly if that resonates this would be an, a way to identify with that thought process and that's what it starts with it starts with a thought process it starts with a movement to say we share an ideology we share a vision and by doing that, I can look at another young man, older man, 15, 25, 35, 45, doesn't matter, and say, you're continuously building yourself to be the dawn of your life, respect. 
and I, I respect that you're continuously trying to be the king of your chessboard. You're you're uh, you're striving to be the king of your life. You're in the you're in the lab cooking every day to bring your vision to fruition. Respect. Is there anything I could do to be of service? Yes or no? Great. How can I help? If the answer is I can help with something, great. If you can't, no harm, no foul. I hope to see you one day down the road. Can, can I add something to what you just said? Please. Being a Don is about servitude. I agree with you. It's never about you know focusing on yourself. And I, I don't want that message to be missed. <clears throat> because if you really listen to the core tenets between the first two episodes, mm-hmm. right? Like we are literally talking about how do you serve your family? How do you serve your community? How do you serve your brethren? Yes. How do you serve, you know, your 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 sisters in the community as well, and so I don't want that to be missed. I agree with um, you. I think that was a more. I think being a don is is an um, the serving is well an said. undertude. Mm-hmm. Undertude <laughs> is 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 um, an undertone, and, but but I want people to make sure that they understand that because that probably may be the the biggest part of being a don. I, Which is I serving agree others, more. and for those of you know, you know, have men here that run their own businesses, and if you are the CEO of a company, if you run a company, you understand you are in service of anyone within your purview. That's within your dominion or your proximity. Within yeah. your proximity, right? And if yeah. you do, that's a that's that's the responsibility you've taken. And we keep going back to that word responsibility. And if you've decided that you want to forge your own path and you want to run your own business, you have the responsibility of making sure those paychecks come out. You have the responsibility that those taxes are paid. You have the responsibility that business is even coming in the door, that you're finding those new projects to work on. You're taking that responsibility because you want the authority over your life. If you don't want that authority over your life, or, or excuse me, you don't want to take that responsibility, there is no disgrace in being an employee, but understand that someone then has a th- certain amount of authority over you. Mm-hmm. That it's that simple. If you want the authority of the decision of your life, of how much money you make, of when you can take vacation, or whether or not you have to ask permission for, you know, paid time off. You know, can I please have PTO so I can, you know, take my kids on vacation? And oh well, this person say, if you want the authority to make those decisions, you have to take the responsibility. And with that responsibility comes service. Yeah. And that's when we're talking service versus saving, helping versus service. There's two different things. Service comes with a vast amount of responsibility, which then if you take and harness and do well, authority will come along with it. But don't expect authority without the responsibility and really don't expect any power unless you've taken responsibility, acquired authority, and at that point you've acquired power. And hopefully a person that has acquired power has gotten to the point where they know how to use it responsibly. Now we're in a whole nother a part whole, three, SBS, part three next month. Now you're in a, but now you you're in the dawn status, right? Because you've you've harnessed, you've taken the responsibility, you've earned the authority, and you've harnessed power. And in order to be able to do that, once you harness that power, it is all about who you serve and nothing about you. At the same time, you must start by serving yourself. Because if you're not healthy, if you're not in shape, if you're not strong, you cannot take a vast amount of responsibility to acquire more authority, to acquire the power necessary to be able to serve. That's it. 
That's it. If you want to know what a Don is, there it is. Rewind it five minutes. Listen to Jason. That was. That's it. Thank you. That's a hundred percent. Thank you. As we get ready to close things out, um, thank you. Uh, yes. So he bragged about you when he met you. Yeah. And kudos to you, sir. And I, I mean, listen, we don't do part twos. Yeah, you're right. There's awesome. only a few people who actually been on the show twice. Yeah. And you, 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 yeah, you're special. You're special. Uh, that being said, it is time to land the plane, as we call it. Uh, we ask everybody this question. There's you. There's an imaginary round table. You get five other seats at that table. Mm-hmm. You get to have anybody there except for God, because you know who wouldn't want to have God, which includes or, Jesus, or, by yeah, the way. or Jesus okay. at their so no table. No God, no Jesus. That's too easy. I mean, who, who, who wouldn't want to talk to him, right? Right, right. But right. outside of that, dead or alive, who do you want at your table? Let's see, dead or alive. Uh, my grandfather, Don Celedonio, who I mentioned earlier, where you again this old adage of son of Eulogio, grandfather of Celedonio, um, who lived a very interesting life. You know, grew up in in Puerto Rico, had a fourth grade education, but came to this country and really built around the American dream. Now, unfortunately, there's a lot that goes behind that story. At the same time, I respect that. And what he did is he was a field laborer that came and all of a sudden he really built himself. And I would be fascinated because I never had a chance to meet him. I never had a conversation with him. He passed away a couple months before I was born. So that is absolutely one person I'd love to have at the table. I feel like he was about to check. I, I feel I feel like I need to add my 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 grandfather because he passed away a couple months before I was born. Mm. That that's good. And I, I never I never about thought about that. I, I know I know my mother my maternal is that right? Yeah, yep, my yep. maternal uh, grandfather. I, I I don't know my paternal grandfather, so I, I didn't mean to interrupt. But like it's it registered. Yeah, it did register one hundred percent. There's something that's very powerful behind our names. Something that's very interesting, and this is in no way, shape, or form taking a shot at any athletes, but I won't wear a jersey with another man's name on it. I won't either. I won't either. And it's, I respect the achievements that athletes have put in the work and taken the responsibility of being exceptionally good at their craft to get to that point. I respect that wholeheartedly as I respect business people that have put in the work in their craft to get to a certain point, right? So I I view it the same way. So um, there's something around a name that I want to look back and with my father having passed away and I I visited his his grave about a month ago and it happened to be on 302, which was March 2nd. Today happens to be his birthday. And aside from that, one of my companies is the 302 Group and it's named after 302, which is my father. Because I mentioned that my grandfather had a lot of resources growing up, <laughs> yeah. and uh, on my on my father's seventeenth birthday, he went to a Ford dealership. So if you're familiar with a 1970 Boss 302, not at all. So it's a a muscle car from okay. the muscle car era, and think about how we'll have like a, a BMW 3 Series, then have an M3. But, okay. but I would imagine the 17-year-olds at that time probably weren't supposed to have those. Correct. <laughs> Correct. In Brooklyn, tinted glasses. Yeah, it was like, wait, was one of these does not look like the Puerto other. Rican. Right. He's going into the Ford dealership asking the price on that car. One of these things doesn't <laughs> connect. 
and and you know and understandably so maybe he wasn't treated in a very specific way and thinking that he could afford that type of a vehicle at 17 years old comes back the next day did he just drop a bag on the table that's what he did just, yeah. just, just of like, course he did he's Puerto Rican here's, here's yeah. a brown bag on the table <laughs> hey, car and give me the paper let's, let's go you, you yeah. already know back in the late 70s or mid 70s you know he dropped a bag on the table. Anyway, so that 1970 Grabber Orange, that's the exact color, <laughs> Grabber Orange. And, and I, maybe when we're done with this, we'll Google a picture of it. Grabber Orange, 1970 Boss 302. So that 302 number stayed with my father for a long time. So when I was like, hey, Dad, what's the you know code to the luggage? It's 302. like, take a wild guess what it is, right? <laughs> Right. Anyone that goes to Cowboys Fit, don't go near my locker. Cause it's <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the code is, by the way. Um, and the the idea behind naming the 302 group was was an homage. So where in our lives, and I challenge the young men to think about this as well, is where are you paying homage to the men that really fought battles that we would don't even consider battles these days to be able to get us to where we are to have the opportunities that we have today. And that's why I say my grandfather, to have a seat at the table and yeah. knowing with a fourth grade education to come to this country to be able to say that. So two of my seats would be both of my grandfathers. I didn't meet either of them, right? Um, I like to look at life from a very strategic perspective. And there's uh, a stoic philosopher, Marcus Aurelius. Mm. That's your guy. That's your right. boy. One of them. One right. of them. So Huge I think fan. that would be fascinating because I think he got to the point of life to look at life through a lens of wisdom that I believe wisdom is the only thing you can give and not lose. If you give money, you don't have it, but you can give wisdom, but you don't lose yeah. it. And I think that's a man because of with meditations by Marcus Aurelius, highly recommended. If there's any, you know, uh, it's on the list to read some, this year. In, in it's incredible. in my it's in my Amazon card, right. and it's something that's fascinating as a coffee table, as a morning page or two, right? Where you're just you can just take a statement and just digest it. And I think that's a good way to frame it, where you're really digesting what he shares, because wisdom is isn't easily digestible unless it's really put in a way that's palatable. Because I think a lot of times we can be presented with wisdom at a young age, but we don't have the palate yet. Yeah. It's like giving a kid when we first started drinking alcohol. If you give us a Louis the Thirteenth, <laughs> we can't appreciate right? it. Just, that's wisdom. That is exactly right. That Louis the Fourteenth took forty years to age in that single cast. But can we really appreciate that, or is it just alcohol to us? When if we were to have a you know something that would be you know a, a beer, it would would be lost on the youth. And I think that's a very good metaphor or analogy to look at wisdom and how it's differently ingested as our palates get more palatable and more sophisticated. Yeah. That's why Marcus Aurelius being there, I think, would be able to provide a lot of information and knowledge. Um, as, as another seat, I would say... Uh, Where, where's he at? That's three. That's three. So two, I got, two grandparents, Marcus Aurelius. Mm -hmm. Got two more seats. Two grandparents, Marcus Aurelius, Abraham Lincoln. Okay. Um, he harnessed a form of leadership that I study, that I think the amount of information and knowledge from an understanding of human nature, while also understanding diplomacy, while also understanding communication, while also understanding doing the right thing the right way every time. He walked the tightrope. He did. That's, your, tight that's your guy too, right? No, I, I'm a big fan of Marcus Aurelius. Um, also, I'm talking about Abe. Eh, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Hannibal as well. Okay. I'm a big fan of Hannibal. Just the sheer 
ingenuity of it all, like you really dig into it, it's like, no, nah, this dude was really ahead of his time. Mo, Mo, Mo is our um, uh, historian on the, on the show. Yeah. No, I, I have a lot of respect for that. And lastly, I, you know, which is probably a curveball, would be um, Napoleon Bonaparte. Mm. And not to him. That's someone, if you understand his life. And one of my favorite movies of all time is the movie The Count of Monte Cristo. And there's so many lessons in there. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Shout Adam. out to Adam. Shout out to Adam. <laughs> you know, doing Resident movie buff. And yeah. that is, I believe, one of the one of the greatest movies and well books in our lifetime. And it's a, a fascinating movie, wonderful movie, and there are so many lessons in that. And as a side character in that bigger picture of the movie, the bigger scope is someone like Napoleon Bonaparte. And there's something about the idea of wanting to conquer. There's something about the idea of not being born with much. There's something of the idea of getting caught and being cast to the island of Elba, but still coming back, still garnering um, you know, uh, uh, support still being able to rise up for what you formerly believe in and to still have that innate desire to conquer. I think that's in a lot of uh, us as men, but I think it's up to us to harness it and to decide what it is that we want in our kingdoms to be built. And I have a lot of understanding of that, while at the same time, the amount of value that that person can bring to my life. And with, with the Count of Monte Cristo, I think there are a lot of times in my life where I've been in jail. And I think there are, there are many men out there that might be in jail unjustly, maybe through the vices that they acquire, and that can be used as a metaphor. But while you're in jail, what are you ingesting to you pop out as a count? Mm. And you pop out as a don. You pop out as a man better than you were when you went into that jail. And don't worry about why you went into that jail. Don't worry about what happened that put you in there justly or unjustly. Don't worry about what got you in there because of your position and you weren't able to read and write and fight. Don't worry about that. Look what are forward. you doing when in jail to be able to take your life to the next level when you walk out those doors and you hold your head like the man you're supposed to be? And then you can look yourself in the eye and you can say, I've made myself who I am. And, you know, there's a famous line in that movie where he says, you know what, I don't believe in God. And he says, you know what, but God believes in you. And it's a fascinating way to approach life, a fascinating way to harness the power and the capability that you're capable of, finding who your priest is and being able to, to ingest what that man has to teach you and then come out and realizing vengeance is God, but justice is mine. And I will do whatever it takes to build my life, to take what is mine, get justice served, leave vengeance to God, and live another day. It's a hell of a table. It's a hell of a table. Kudos to you, sir. Thank you, sir. Might be one of the best tables that we've ever had. Absolutely is. And I I know that you, um, as a historian, can appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I told you he was going to be fire. You did. So, visionaries, um, if you're listening, if you're tuning in, this is a two-part episode. Uh, we don't do it. I don't. I don't. I can't ever remember a time that we've done it in five years. So that that kind of speaks to the content that Jason Elias provided for us today. Um, this this is an episode that you need to go back and listen to probably two or three times um, because there's there's a there's a ton of nuggets 
if you're uh, um, a mother that has sons, let them listen to it. If you're a father, A, you need to listen to it. And B, you need to share it with your, your sons and daughters. Um, before we land the plane, Jason, we would be remiss if we didn't give you the opportunity to talk about how folks can get a hold of you, how folks can uh, be a part of the culture and the, and the movement of the Don. Sure. Um, how, how can they reach you? Sure. So, um, Instagram is one of the biggest tools that we'll be leveraging. Uh, Jason Elias underscore official, uh, E-L-I-A-S. Um, that's my first and middle name. We talk a lot about names. Um, and modern day Don underscore official. Um, through Instagram, and you'll be able to pick up a hat to be a part of the movement, to be able to learn. I want the, the red hat. I want the red hat. He wants the red hat <laughs> and be able to have these conversations. And, you know, gratitude for uh, having me. Um, and, uh, you know, it's always about, you know, I have a, a saying that my father used to say where he said, what you appreciate, appreciates. Mm. Wow. And it's very simple. And it's Write that down. something that's very um easily applicable to our lives uh, and and there are times where we we can get caught in not appreciating because uh, we it may have been something that we've had for a long time or uh, there are people that aren't giving us appreciation and I use the metaphor in the fact that they just don't have any appreciations on them right a person can give what they don't have person can't give wisdom if they don't have wisdom a person can't give appreciation if they've never been given appreciation. that's good that's good so if i'm full of appreciation for all the gifts that god has given me why can't i give it out plentifully because i'm yeah. not going to get rid of it all yeah so I, that's and, a, and you don't own it that's it yeah and whatever you give away you get back so if you give away appreciation you give away gratitude you give away money whatever it is and it it has a funny way of being a honing pigeon and finding its way back Jason, this is this has been a um, thought-provoking, intentional. Um, this has been an episode that that that's really sh- should move the needle if you really listen to it, because um, and this is no disrespect to women by any stretch, but but. Men need to step up and be more men. Be more like a man. Mm-hmm. What's the long-term vision? And you can answer this either one of two ways. Mm-hmm. What's the long-term vision for Jason Elias? Mm-hmm. Or what's the long-term vision for the Don sure. as a company or brand a movement? Sure. So um, I'll answer from the, the, the latter, which is about the modern-day Don. And it, it's, a, it's a movement. It's about... Being able to bring it together, we also have plans on a uh, an apparel line. Uh, one of the things I think that young men can harness is also the power of presentation and the power of how they dress and how they present themselves. So the goal within the Don brand is starting with, you know, just some basic hats, but the goal there is to grow into a fashion line and to be able to grow to live events to be able to have a modern day Don weekend where all the young men that are harnessing information from us want to be a part of this community. We can do a live event where we can have a two or three day event where a young man or a man at whatever chapter he's on in his life can come in person, be around other men that are on 
writing their own chapters while at the same time be in the same room and be able to have these types of conversations and experience them in person. So that's on the bigger version, on the bigger scale for us to be able to do live events together. I have I have one request. Okay, a red hat. I want <laughs> two requests. Two requests. <laughs> um, we'd love to be a part of it. We we'd, we'd we'd absolutely love to support. Yeah. We'd absolutely love to to be a part of it. Um, to 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 push the movement forward. Um, I I fervently believe, and I'm going to speak on behalf of my partner here. I fervently believe, fervently believe, uh, in the modern day dawn, and in what you guys are are, are, are trying to accomplish. And so, um, we certainly want to support. Thank you. in any capacity that we can. Thank you. Um, in case you didn't know, mm-hmm. time machine. The Vision Lab does have a time machine. I don't know what that means, but mm-hmm. I, mean, I kind of feel like you've done some research. No, why? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, what advice would Jason Elias be giving himself from five years ago? Five uh, to my five-year younger self. Yeah, you're younger. Yeah, you're looking you're back at yourself from so, five years ago. So who, five years ago. Today, so who you are today? Back five years. What are you telling that guy? Yeah, got it. Got it. Um, I would. I'm, I would tell him the same thing I would tell my 18-year-old self, which is earn it. Something very simple. Earn it, and take more responsibility. Very simply put, take more responsibility and take on as much responsibility as you're capable of taking on. Absolutely love it. This is going to be one of my um, top 10 episodes for sure. There's a lot of um, nuggets that, that Jason has dropped. There's a lot of lessons that can be learned from here and I'm hoping that each each one of our in, uh vision, visionary excuse me goes back back and listen to this I want to fast forward the clock five years because you know if you look back five years that's 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 pretty easy right but what what advice would the older version of Jason Elias what advice would he give you today well I would the five year older, I believe he would say, um, you earned it. And you, because now I'm at a point of having put in all the work and the thought is to have some rings by then. It's just a you know sports metaphor. Yeah, for but sure. I want him to have look, don't want him to look at me in the eye and say, all right, you earned it and continue to take responsibility and continue to go down that path because now it's about making impact. Because that's a very, very powerful word. I think that uh, as men, there are ways that we can make impact on different scales within ourselves, our families, our communities. And now we're talking about impact in the greater good of the world. And I, I hope that he looks at me and says, hey, you, you made some impact. Keep going. Keep I love it. Down. I love it. I think that's one, uh, a, um, an underutilized word impact a lot of times we look at it and we say you know we we, we kind of look at it as our our own uh not stratosphere but what's what i'm looking for like what we see it every day like in our own purview yeah right like, like yeah, but it's yeah. beyond that yeah. you know what I'm saying? you know what i mean your own and, scope. And, yeah, yeah your own scope um the ability to have impact and, that, and that's what the Vision Lab is all about. 
you know, we, we never want to shine the the spotlight on us. And we we kind of talked about this mm-hmm. before the um, before the camera got rolling, the lights were on. Yep. yep. Um, we 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 want to impact other other people. Yeah. And so, Jason, I, I'm for me top 10 episode um humbled honored to have you into the lab and i'm hoping and praying that our visionaries got a lot out of this and visionaries remember each one of our guests are leaving nuggets of wisdom on the trail of life ultimately it's up to you to pick them up ladies and gentlemen my name is ryan mosley he is ryan cuffey thank you again to our guest Uh, Mr. Jason Elias, and uh, we will see you guys next time on another great episode of the Vision Lab Podcast. Blessings. Blessings.